We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on uh, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Wednesday. Tuesday. It's Wednesday. No, it is Wednesday. See? See? Old it's May. not me. It's not just me. Wednesday, June 28th. It is 10.20 p.m. We tried to record this three hours ago, but my internet has been so god-awful tonight that we have been unable to do it. I don't know what's wrong with it. I magically fixed it for now, thanks to my friend Jim, who's a legend. Thank you, Jim. Um, and so we're, we're going to record this now. Uh, we have a guest for you guys later on in the show. We have Keith Smith of spot track, uh, formerly of Celtics blog, but now of spot track, uh, fully, uh, he goes over the CBA with us, some Celtics free agency targets, uh, very fun show does the rat list with us as well. Keith loved the rat list. So that was very fun. But before we get into that, we do have some Celtics and NBA stuff, uh, excuse me for us to talk about today. Um, before we get into our show quick, wanted to let you guys know Sam and I will be live on Friday, June 30th, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. for the very beginning of free agency. I believe it's the start of moratorium, so it's like when the tampering doesn't count anymore, so they yeah. can sign with the teams. They can tweet all the news. Yes, we, we'll, we'll know everything then. Hopefully, the Celtics will do something. If the Celtics do do something in free agency, we'll have a second tab open, so we'll be recording a video. We'll also live stream. It'll be inception. I would prefer <laughs> that they don't do anything until Monday. That, a very busy maybe. weekend. <laughs> Sam is going to be a busy guy, but make sure to tune in again. That is Friday, June 30th. We'll be live on the YouTube channel. How about them Celtics as well as Twitter and Facebook, but YouTube channel to where a lot of you guys find us. So live on YouTube. How about them Celtics? 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Friday, June 30th for free agency. But yeah, back to the show. Starting with Mr. Kristaps Porzingis, who will wear the number eight uh, in Boston. Do you, you're a big numbers guy. Do you have any problem with number eight? Or are you okay with number eight? Uh, no, no problem. It fits. It's a single digit. It kind of matches what he's worn his whole career, which is the six. Obviously can't wear it with the Celtics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really don't know what number I thought he would wear. Maybe 41 for Dirk. But be- besides that, I saw four I really floated around there. I saw four floated around. Yeah. The Twitter sphere. You wouldn't have liked that. My favorite is the photoshops of him just wearing six. <laughs> like the Photoshop people cannot be more lazy. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, I, that would take, it takes more work to put him in a six jersey unless they're photoshopping from Bill Russell. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So like they, they had to edit on a six for that. Yeah, to but work, the which thought is just... to, to think about not being six to be, get creative and be like, oh, he can't wear that number. True. True. Yes. Yes. I know what you mean from that perspective. Um, other Kristaps Porzingis news. This is the Kristaps news dump portion of the show. He will be playing for the Latvian national team this summer in what I believe is FIBA qualifiers or, or, or I don't, it's not the world Some cup basketball game. games. that don't matter. Uh, an event, uh, a lot they of Celtics fans. Celtics. Yeah. A lot of Celtics fans pointed out the last time the Celtics, uh, added a international big man, uh, over the summer. Uh, it didn't turn out too well when they played for their FIBA team, i.e. Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, let me go find exactly what my man. Uh, I'm not going to open it in the top window because it'll make me look different. My man phrase tweeted today. Legend, phrase, a legend. Yes, yes. He yes. tweeted out. Um, go ahead about the Porzingis thing. Where the hell? here it is. <laughs> Based on the Celtics' history with signing quirked up white boys, I expect Porzingis <laughs> to shatter his leg in some sort of parasailing accident this summer. And yes. then he tweeted the Latvian roster and said, here we go. Yep. <laughs> I.E. Danilo Gallinari, I.E. Gordon Hayward. Uh, not the best history 
uh, with the with the leg injuries there for the uh, what do you say, corked up white boys? Is that what he called corked them? Corked up white boys. Yes, we're fucked. Oh, so so <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I mean, I sprained my ankle. You, you got, hurt yeah, your you knees. So yeah, I got my knees. We both got got. I think it was Cam Tabatabai tweeted out, uh, respectfully hoping for a speedy exit for Team Latvia this summer. So uh, yeah, I think it might have been first to the floor. <laughs> Oh, maybe first of the floor. Sorry. Both friends of the show. Both both great guys. Great people. Uh, but yeah, that, that concludes the Christoph Porzingis news dump, just that he will be playing for Team Latvia and he will be wearing number eight uh, for the Boston Celtics. He's doing a introductory press conference relatively soon, so I'm sure we'll cover that. But Maybe tomorrow. Uh, it might be tomorrow, which we're, we're recording this one today, so uh, apologies. Maybe we'll do a react, but we'll see. Um, in other news, moving forward, uh, Brian Robb, of Mass Live put out an article detailing some potential trade targets for the Celtics this summer. Obviously, I believe it was Brian Robb who put out the tidbit that they're not done making deals when the Porzingis That's deal right. went through. And so once the Porzingis smart trade happened, Brian Robb tweeted out, okay, Celtics not done making trades. There is more to be done. And so he put out an article titled why Brad Stevens has tools to stay aggressive with Celtics trades. Uh, and he put out a list of potential trade targets uh, based on categories, something along the lines of like, you know, uh, dream targets, unrealistic, realistic, et cetera. So we're just going to react to it. We're going to look at some potential targets, you know, based on Brian's info. And let's uh, let's take a look here. So, excuse me. The first uh, section is big trade swing player to check on. Number one, Keldon Johnson of the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, sure. I, 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 this is he, one. I wrote with about the Astros today. Yes. And Brian so, Rob does say, go ahead. I'll he may be the off the market. I, I was, it's not a full trade. I just wanted to clarify. No, like, he this does. He says, it. he's unlikely is what he's saying. Yes. He says this trade would be Malcolm Brogdon three firsts, three future firsts. Okay. Yes. So yeah. I wrote about this today. When you look at it, Keldon Johnson could be a decent player for the Celtics. You're paying him $20 million next year. And then Good it contract. gets less. Okay, he averaged 22 points a game for the Spurs last year, being a primary scoring option on a bad team. He shot 45-ish percent from the field and 33-ish percent from three. Yep. Not the most efficient splits, but if he was to be on the Celtics, he would get better looks than he did as a member of the Spurs. Second point, Kellen Johnson is 23 years old. Kellen Johnson would be coming off your bench for the Celtics. He would not have as prominent of a role. He'd probably be your sixth man, which New if you ship man. out Brogdon, you kind of need somebody to fill that role. So it kind of works. Here's where it becomes difficult. You're giving up three first round picks. You gave up one for Derek White. True. You gave you got two for Porzingis. First round picks are no joke. You saw Minnesota trade away all five of their first round picks for Rudy Gobert last summer and get absolutely clowned for it. Yep. If the Celtics were to do it for Keldon Johnson, it's not the dumbest possible way they could offload first round picks. Going to get a player making a reasonable salary at 23 years old with four years remaining on the contract. Again, not a brain dead move, but you do miss out on three first. So and depends what you value more. For what it's worth, I wonder if they could do like, okay, here's one or two first and then give them any of the, you know, 10 million second round picks they now own via the yeah, draft they do trades have, Brad Stevens yeah. made. So <clears throat> they have plenty of seconds to work with. Also, uh, re three point shooting percentage, uh, 33% this year, but last year when he had DeJounte Murray setting him up, 
39.8%. So he is a good three point shooter. For his career, 36 ish. So better yeah. than this year. Yes. Uh, second guy, again, admits another name that probably isn't on the trade market, but worth offering three first round picks for Wendell Carter Jr. Mr. Brian Rob, I don't necessarily agree with you with the three first round picks for this one. Do, do you need Wendell Carter Jr.? Am I crazy? Now you don't. That's what you I'm have Porzingis. You've already taken your shot on a big guy. This, I'm not convinced was, Orlando's giving yeah. him up, which he points out. Yes. And again, you just traded for Porzingis. You have Horford. You have Rob Williams. You're he does, kind of on the fence of having Grant Williams. You don't know if you're bringing him back. He does say would be a great bridge to the future option once Al Horford departs. So from sure. that perspective, I so get it. Porzingis. Also true. Yeah. Carter Jr. is younger, though, and you, you could run him and Porzingis together. That would pretty be pretty pretty awesome but anyways if i'm picking of the two so far it's kelvin johnson even then i'm not sure i think my conclusion in the hardwood houdini article was this trade's fine it's a b on the grade the trade scale but Mm. you're really only doing it if you've burned your bridges with brogdon he doesn't want to play for you anymore i don't think there's a reason to give away your first round picks when you're essentially filling the same role your your six man role like they are different players make no mistake but you're getting in and you're using them for the same purpose. Sure. Why and I can agree with that. Sure. Uh, next section is smaller s- trade swing possibilities to open up other doors. One of the wizards guards. He has Tyus Jones, Monte Morris still on, right? Obviously Tyus Jones is the one that jumps off the page. That is also probably the one that will cost you the most. Uh, Monte Morris or Delon, Wright, If you're trading a Malcolm Brogdon, fine with me. Uh, is that what the, ship away pieces here is yeah he says brogdon is better than all of these players look brian brogdon is better than all these players offensively but washington certainly has a log jam amid the rebuild and will be looking for any value they can get for one of these expiring deals right size at six foot five is appealing if the Celtics plan on keeping pritchard in the rotation if not pritchard could be moved in a separate deal to address adding another wing big like he said brogdon is better than all of those guys offensively Maybe not Tyus Jones. Am I crazy for thinking Tyus Jones might yes. be better than Malcolm Brogdon? I'm crazy. Yeah, Brogdon was the sixth man of the year. Sure, but... Uh, and Tyus Jones was coming off the bench in a respectable Western Conference team, second in the conference behind Ja. I mean, yeah, Brogdon's a better okay. player. He hurt himself right. in the playoffs. It doesn't right, mean you right, offload right. him for nothing. All right. I more meant Tyus Jones a better playmaker Um, is the line I was getting done. But anyways... Oh, that's maybe. Um, that's fine. Uh... Would DeLon Wright be a better fit than Malcolm Brogdon? Probably no. not, just because the talent dip off. But if you are looking to, may- maybe you like, okay, we'll get, we'll trade you Brogdon and a first or Brogdon and a couple seconds for one of those guards and Corey Kispert or and Daniel Gafford for backup. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you get something else from Washington maybe. that makes the package, maybe. Otherwise, at that point, even me, just keep Brogdon, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, at that point, unless you you're can't like, just trade for... him to trade him and get worse talent in return, which you're alluding to. Unless, like, the Celtics have a clear pathway, like, or a clear target with the MLE, and they're like, okay, if we downgrade from Brogdon to Ty Jones and we have a guy we know will take a pay cut and take the MLE, like, so- something like big brain brad stevens like okay we'll downgrade shed salary here add it here but straight up one for one brogdon is better than all three of those guys so it's not really worth it um unless you get a tyus jones extension but i'm just really in on tyus jones anyways uh nets wings he writes here dorian finney smith and or royce o'neill we've talked about both those guys before sounds good to me i like the the o'neill piece here is really interesting because of how impactful he's been to winning teams and everybody kind of shouts him out I'm not sure who it was 
came out and said last year how impactful Royce O'Neal was, how important he is to winning and all the great things he does to contribute to his team's success. It does sound like a great guy to fill the backup wing role on the Celtics. They could use somebody like that. I guess why not on him? But again, if you're trading Brogdon, you can't just do it to do it. Is yeah. O'Neal a great piece? Sure, but you're probably going to need something else too. Yeah, and Brian Robb says something along the lines of like, Brogdon would probably have to go to a third team. O'Neal's value is probably a bit lower because of it's expiring. A protected future first may be worth the cost here with the fallout from subsequent moves. Uh, both fine. Uh, next section is bigs to check out. Uh, if Williams leaves, I'll just I'll I'll dump them on you here. We can talk about them all. Kelly Olynyk, Celtics had interest at last year's deadline per mm-hmm. league source. Maxi Kleber, would the Mavericks consider moving him? Celtics package draft assets with Williams in a sign and trade. Larry Nance, a cheaper big option than Williams, but would have to involve more moving parts from both sides. Pelicans have plenty of cheaper players that should interest Caesar's depth guys. Zach Collins, injury prone, but had a strong bounce back year in San Antonio on a f- team friendly deal. Any of those are fine. If I had to pick, I'd probably go Olenek and or Kleber, but I'd be fine with the Collins or Larry Nance, depending on the cost as well. Yeah, I think Olenek kind of fits, but he, I don't think whoever is in the Grant role is going to play very much, whether it's Grant, Kelly Olenek, Kleber, yeah. any of those guys. I just don't see them having a major role. I don't know how much money Kleber makes. I think it's around $12 million. I'm not, I think it's not 10. positive. I'll look Okay. Up. Whatever Collins deal is could be intriguing if it's quote unquote team friendly. I think it's nine, seven, eight, nine around there. Maxi Kleber makes oh wow, Maxi Kleber's on a great contract. He's on eleven mil for the next three seasons. Eleven mil flat. Yeah, okay. I guess that's fine. But none of these guys are really gonna be used much. And then maybe Col- you take sorry, a swing just... at Collins because he got hurt and he had a bounce back year, like you say. Collins is seven point seven next year expiring. By the time they actually need him, I guess the expiring contract was a wrench into this. Yes. To be maybe somebody that steps up as Al Horford withers away. Because <laughs> I think he's still going to play next year and he's still going to have a role. He's probably going to start. But going forward, is he going to? Is he going to retire? That's why I sneaky him starting to feel like it's important to keep Grant around. Not because he has to be the Horford successor, but he has to be the old Horford successor. Meaning whenever Horford is no longer impactful enough to start and he's playing a bench role, it's going to happen someday. Yes. You're going to need somebody to be able to fill that role when he is unable to do it anymore. Whether he retires or he's just a Blake Griffin and he's hanging out in games, you need somebody to be able to take a minor role, a, a minor burden. Porzingis is going to give you the major aspects of what makes Horford great, his ability yep. to shoot, his drop coverage ability, playing the pick and roll, and of course, he's long enough to defend the rim too. So... Having that yeah. softens this, but you still need like a backup plan. And it yeah, never and think, was Grant, but he can be the the old man successor. Sure. He can fill the and, old man role. And I think having Rob helps with that too, because you can't just start Rob in that place, but you do need a backup big. I like Kleber because I that's think he gives what, a bit more. Yeah. yeah. I think Kleber gives a bit more defensive flexibility than he gets credit for. I'm not saying he's awesome, but like in terms of a big who can play the probably not going to play a ton, but give you a spot minutes role. I think Kleber would be fine on that contract, especially like 
he can play some four, like he could play alongside Rob Al or Przingis. And so it would probably eliminate the need to address forward depth as much too. I'm not saying he's the most versatile defender, but he, he, he can get around in the perimeter at least a little bit. Uh, sure. And he can shoot. I mean, he had a nice cool game winner over Lakers, which is yeah, um, great, but you won a lot of money. I did win a lot of money. Uh, the last ones, potential wings via trade, Reggie Bullock, Norm Powell, Gary Trent Jr., Malik Beasley. Uh, analysis all of these types of deals will center around Brogdon as the outgoing piece yeah. of various various levels of draft picks going out and or coming back in depending on the player contract I actually wrote a Lakers trade that we talked about um Brogdon for Beasley and Vanderbilt for Hardwood Houdini a fan sided and I believe Lake Show Life <clears throat> reacted to it I believe yeah, Jason Jason Reed of the Lakers fan sided site graded it um, for both teams. So just just if you're curious from a Lakers perspective, uh, Celtics grade gets a C plus. Lakers grade uh, get an A. So they don't like it for the Celtics, but they like it for the Lakers. Personally, and I agreed. Yeah, personally, it's not the best. Um, again, I just wrote like a bunch of trades for Malcolm Brogdon. I like Jared Vanderbilt a lot. I really like Jared Vanderbilt, especially if Grant is going to be leaving. But in this, like if they do a trade like this, you would probably have to find a way to add at least some guard help, whether that be, you know, a Javon Carter. So him and Pritchard can combine for the backup minutes or, or so, you know what I'm saying? Like you'd have to find other help at the guard position in that case. You cannot in this situation trade Malcolm Brogdon for a Grant replacement. Now I do understand that Vanderbilt has an upside to him and he did have impactful stretches for the Lakers last year, but you can't forget there were moments in the playoffs where he was unplayable because they were just leaving him. They were daring him to shoot threes in the corner. Does that work for the Celtics? Probably not. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that this is a trade that's going to happen. Make no mistake. No, I don't think so. No, you know, but I think the Brogdon value is a bit skewed because he tore his forearm. In the playoffs. It's tough. Cause I, and I also do think he, to yeah. swing back at the Norman Powell just being listed. If I'm Brad Stevens, I'm never doing a trade with the Clippers. So, <laughs> yes, even though Norman Powell would be a great addition, he'd be he'd uh, be one of the better returns you could get. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind Gary Trent either. I don't know. He's fine. actually, I wouldn't hate that because the Raptors might be looking for a new point guard. And so, if you do Gary Trent, you get back that you run Pritchard as your backup one. I I don't hate that at all. Actually, Gary Trent's a solid defender. Um especially getting steals. He can shoot the ball. He can score. I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. That's probably, I mean, they got traded for each other, him and Norm Powell. So they're, I, and I think they're pretty like similar enough, but uh, not exactly, but you get the point. Uh, final thoughts. A lot of the availability on these players will be dependent on what the plans are for these teams in free agency. As other dominoes fall, opportunities may arise. However, the Celtics have the tools to land almost any player on this list and potentially others, depending on how this offseason plays out. Just how aggressive the Celtics elect to be for the present versus the future remains to be seen. But Stevens has put himself in a position to keep adding when he sees fit per Brian Robb. Um, <clears throat> I think the most interesting was Keldon Johnson by far. I don't know how interested the Spurs would be in moving him. If you're if giving him three first round picks, maybe that that's why. Um, I if before the John's Col John Collins trade, I would have questioned whether or not Utah would have given up Laurie Markinen just because I I personally I saw it as a similar situation to San Antonio with Dejounte Murray last off season where it's like. First all-star season, solid contract. Let's maximize this value and continue the tank. But Utah's deciding to go in the, okay, let's push for the play-in, which is, like, fine, I guess. Uh, and it's it's more fine considering they have, you know, Cavs and Timberwolves picks uh, to do whatever they want with. So um, I think the Laurie dream is probably dead. But those were some trade ideas, at least trade targets. 
from Brian Robb of Mass Live. So thank you very much to Brian Robb for filling this content gap for us. Uh, and the next thing we have is a uh, sad one, Sam. It is Celtics players talking about Marcus Smart. Uh, we yes. have a few, quote, a few quotes here. Uh, do you want me to read a player's quote and then react and then another reactor? Do you want me to read all the quotes out? Uh, just, yeah, just go one at a time. Okay. So the first and then we can one react we had... both. Yeah, just be like, well, Derek White said okay. this. Derek White's <laughs> quote on Marcus Smart. Uh, I believe this was in the chat with Chris Forsberg, right? Yes, he joined the NBC Sports Boston Celtics pod, I want to yes. say. Just so, so credit it correctly. Yes, Derek White on Marcus Smart. It's Excuse me. It's been a privilege to play with Smart, and I wish him the best of luck in Memphis. You can't replace what Smart does on both sides of the ball, and he's special. He's made up for a lot of the mistakes that we made last year. So, sad. <laughs> Just sad. It is sad. I agree. I'm upset. Still upset. Not upset yeah. in the return. Upset in the move. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Not going to harm uh, Grant Williams also spoke about it. Uh, it definitely hurts a little bit. He spoke at a Fanatics event. Um, just because you've been with somebody for so long, and he's a phenomenal person, a phenomenal teammate, plays with more heart and passion than anyone else across the organization and league. But you have to understand that part of this is a business. You have to be excited about where the team is going and the direction they're trying to take, and you have to not really hold too much against it because we know Marcus is going to be great wherever, which is like how you have to – like just take it you know what i'm saying like that's how you have to be the move because that's that's what it is as much yeah as grant's in the weirdest position ever because he's like mm-hmm. i'm not really on this team anymore and i don't know if i'm going to be <laughs> yeah. but i gotta say nice things about everybody just in case well i, I mean he definitely does love marcus right no, marcus is a great i, I don't disagree but it, it's yeah. just funny like he's doing these charity events he's yep. kind of not on the team anymore <laughs> uh, last one yes the absolute rock hard piece of news for the uh controversial doomer celtics fans is that jalen brown has not said anything about this marcus move that's the dumbest thing ever and it's people so are dumb. loving it they're like oh they hate each other i saw someone tweet out like al horford hasn't said anything either does he also hate marcus smart does peyton probably hate yeah but my thing he is like that guy some people just handle their business more privately than others like let them live what are we doing like he like stop. let out a deep exhale as uh the woge notification went off right nah people are lame people people are bored is what it is actually genuinely like i mean the cash theme hit yeah the calves <laughs> the calves rumor came out today it's like they're trading darius garland donovan mitchell did you see his quote tweet yeah a lot of you guys are bored on this fire. Yeah, afternoon. and that's what it is. That's what some Celtics fans are. Uh, last one. Jason Tatum, I believe this was an Instagram post to Marcus. Oh, Martin. it was very sad. <clears throat> he said, uh, my dog, forever grateful for you and how you pushed me and helped me along this journey. Never change. Keeping you one of a kind can never be replaced. My brother for life. We go link back up one day and get us one. No doubt about that. Until then, much love, Brody. Tatum. If I'm Marcus, I'm not coming back. <clears throat> yeah, Screw the front much. office. Well, and when they put a team in St. Louis, I think Tatum means. Yeah, it'll be even better. <laughs> yeah, Tatum will leave too. Yeah, but uh, just some messages uh, to Marcus Smart from uh, Celtics players who, I mean, I mean, obviously, Smart, great teammate. Jalen's on the clock. It's it's the NBA draft on the bottom left of your screen. Jalen Brown on the clock. <laughs> this is true. Uh, next thing we have here. So, <laughs> Fred Van Fleet uh, mm. was – i forgot floated? about this yeah can, yeah can, can are we allowed to say floated uh i don't think so so I, i'll just put it out there he, he's come out himself and said i've been getting deservedly roasted john tomasi of nbc sports boston put out an article um saying quote this is quote this is not me making yeah. up words salary cap schmallery cap 
Uh, and then he talked about how if the Celtics can trade for Damian Lillard, why can't they just sign Fred Van Fleet for $30 million? And he went home and turned his Xbox on and turned <laughs> off the salary cap on NBA 2K. Clearly. Um, for most of you listening, I would hope I don't have to explain how the salary cap works. <laughs> I will, though. You well, can't Keith sign... will be here shortly to do that. Yeah, Keith, Keith will rant about it shortly. We have Keith on the show, but just... You you can match salary in a trade, but you can't go over to sign players. That's how it works. So John Tomasi got absolutely cooked on Twitter. And I mean, he admitted it. He tweeted out. So I am a moron who spent yesterday getting deservedly dunked on like Chris Dudley taking Shaq's junk to the face. I love Fred Van Fleet and I think he'd be a perfect in Boston. But it turns out uh, I cannot hand wave away the CBA no matter how much I hate it. Um, no, you can imagine Fred Van Vliet being the guy you put your uh, credibility on the line for. That is a bit nuts. We're not even going with like, like, I don't even know who would be out. This is a week free agency class, but like, we're not even doing like Paul George or why can't or, they like, just sign Jokic? <clears throat> right. True. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like they cannot <laughs> sign Jokic. Yeah. Just be like, yeah, they should sign Jokic. I would be like, yeah, yeah why right, not? They should go get Jokic. I saw somebody tweet today. They're like, you know what? If we can do this, it was like a Hornets fan. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to trade to you, Nick Richards for Giannis. And what are you going to do about it, Bucks? Yeah. What are you going <laughs> to do? do? Trade override on. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Fred Van Fleet cannot sign with the Celtics. Just just an FYI. Can, cannot. Uh, Sam and I were debating this, though. Like, I think Van Vliet would be a solid, <clears throat> excuse me, a solid fit on the Celtics. Not for $30 million. That, like, regardless of whether or not the Celtics had the cap space, $30 million for Fred Van Vliet is crazy. That yeah, is nuts. Fred Van Vliet's like whatever. <laughs> to me, he's player. just like a whatever player in whatever team right now pays him. Let's see. What was the rumor from Houston? $40 million each year for a two year. years? Two years, $80 million, Yeah. Okay. So that's not the worst deal ever because, again, I said this to you off the air. Short term. First year experiment. Second year, if it doesn't work, mm. you can trade and be like, hey, it's an expiring. Yeah. You want them? And people will be like, yeah, we want them. Give us a first round pick. And I'm pretty sure the Rockets have a zillion, so they won't mind. Um, but if you're signing Fred Van Vliet to any expensive contract for more than two years, what are you doing with the new CBA? <laughs> We've seen numerous moves, which we'll talk about with Keith this offseason. That have been affected by this new CBA, John Collins, uh, the Wizards trading Porzingis, Bradley Beal, uh, Chris Paul, like they did it twice, right? And then yeah. the Warriors trading Jordan Poole because they just straight up don't want to pay him. And it came out today mm -hmm. that essentially the team's like, this guy sucks, he's inefficient, and he's not <laughs> worth paying this extension, and we feel bad about it, so we're going to trade him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the new CBA is a vice grip on the NBA, and players like Van Fleet, who are kind of good, are going to suffer. If I'm a GM, I'm not paying him forty million dollars. Are you are you crazy? Absolutely yeah, it's not. Tough. It's very tough. Um, you wanted to play. Actually, this is this is later. Let me wrap up Celtics news here. Oh um, yes, let me. No, this 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 does um actually flow into this. That is the end of our Celtics programming here. Um, for now, Sam wanted. Yes, for now we get we get into more we Celtics stuff. With Keith, don't worry. Uh, but for now, when it's just us, uh, NBA section. But if you want to hear more about, excuse me, the Celtics. We, we talk about it with Keith, don't you worry. You can jump ahead if you want, but NBA stuff. Fan fleet, Sam just said, would not pay him $30 million. What players right now that are going to be free agents are going to get screwed by the CBA? In one of two ways. One, which players would you not want to pay because of the new CBA and they're not worth as much as they're probably going to ask for? Or two, there's not going to be enough money out there because, I mean, for example, the John Collins deal, 
it's fine for the Jazz because they have the cap space, but that wipes out $25 million that they could have paid a free agents. And the Hawks don't yes. have that money to sign free agents. So there's like less money. And the reason they did that is because the guy they were playing to pay is going to sign an extension with the Celtics. So, yes, exactly. I.e., the Jazz. I thought you were talking about the Hawks. Yes. I was like, what? No. Um, so, which players are screwed? Let's take a look. So, free okay. agents this summer. You want me to, you want to list them off or do you want me to? I have the thing. So, let, let's do a draft. Let's do a draft. Okay. And the draft is free agents. You'd be insane to pay big money if okay. if you are a new team. For example, I don't think Chris Middleton belongs on this list because, as far as Milwaukee's concerned, they have their roster and core set for the most part, so you can kind of afford to pay him. Same with Draymond. But if you're right? like if, if you're like you're a the new Warriors, team, like Van Fleet as the example, if you're a new team looking to pay a free agent that is going to leave their team. Yes. Okay. So okay. if I'm, mm, let's say Indiana, I'm not paying Middleton money. Of course. Yes. But is he going to go in your draft or are you going to leave him out because he's probably going to I'm going to leave him out because he's probably going to go back to Milwaukee. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you want the first pick then? Uh, or do you want me to have the first pick? You can have the first pick. Are we including Van Vliet in this or are we leaving him out? You can include Van Vliet. Okay. Not my first pick. Okay. D'Angelo Russell, the first pick. Okay. Great. Not paying D'Angelo Russell money. I don't the, think he's going to get paid. Tanzer Russell is a fine player. I feel like he's going to be wanting a 25 to 30. I think he's worth a 15. So that that's that's my reasoning here, at least. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if so you are a team and you do sign him, let's say 25 to 30, you are a bad team because mm-hmm. you need a desperate, desperate move to land somebody like D'Angelo Russell, who's mid. <laughs> yeah. And then if you decide that you want to trade him, nobody's going to trade you for him. Because of the new CBA, they're going to be like, no, we don't want this. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he, he's my first pick. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go down. Let's go down. Just Did I steal check. your pick or no? No, I'm, I think I am going to just take Van Vliet. It makes sense. Because I think he's going to get overpaid. And yeah, absolutely. I'm, that $40 million number is scary. It's a really? lot. But Van I mean, Vliet, I, $40 million? I will say, if there's any team that can afford to do that, it's the Rockets because all their young guys are still on the rookie deal, so they can like, move forward and resign the players. So it's like fine. Wouldn't but, you want to be more careful with that money, though? And you want to spend it right? Maybe, but like, at what point are you weighing the it's going to waste because we're not spending it versus let's just get somebody and test it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if they pay him two years, 80 million, and then he comes back and they're like, okay, would you mind taking a pay cut now because we just paid you a ridiculous amount of money and they bring him back because it's a good fit. So I, I think it's a balance. Um, okay. Do you want to go snake draft? Like, do you want another one now or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll do another one. <clears throat> right. Let's, let's, uh, let's pick out and we will say Christian Wood. I don't know how much Christian Wood's going to get paid. Oh, you're my... <laughs> but Miami was floated out as having their eyes on him and they can't really yeah. pay anybody. So I'm curious to ha- how they plan Damn. on doing that. It's a good pick. That was mine. De- Dallas is not going to bring Christian Wood back. Yeah. So he's a free agent. He's a mm-hmm. kind of good player, but not really. And he he's definitely mid. thinks he's better than he is. So he's probably going to want what? What do you think? Like if, 25, like the D-Lo range? 20, probably probably 20-ish. Probably a little higher than Grant. I'll put it that way. I will say, though, it, you you are the person, and I usually disagree with you on, you know, oh, it's empty stats. They don't impact winning. Bing, that's bing. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Wood, basketball reference, seven jerseys next to his name. <laughs> yes. That tells you enough. It's my turn. Yeah, you get two. I, I want to asterisk this by saying I don't think this player is a bad player, but I think they might get overpaid. Okay. And it is Kyle Kuzma. 
that is my go-to. That is an excellent pick, and I'm actually pissed that I did not pick him. But I'll let you go. <laughs> I was hoping you'd miss them both, and I could go Christian Wood, Kyle Kuzma on the turn. Uh, but I'm going Kyle Kuzma. I think he's a good player, and I think he's worth – call me crazy. I think he's worth like a $20 million contract, but I think he's going to ask for like $25.30. Like the yeah, report out there saying he's that's where I think – I yeah. think Sacramento got floated out as a team and they actually have cap space. I mean, I think. for a team like Sacramento, I don't, I guess I don't hate it. Cause he does seem like he'd be an okay fit there, right? Like he can space the floor a little bit. He's not the best defender, but like if they're looking for a Harrison Barnes replacement, sure. Um, $30 million though. I don't care about how the salary cap is increasing. That is a lot of money for Kyle Kuzma. Like he's it a great, player. He's, he's a fine player. He's a good score. He can shoot. He can rebound really well for his position. $30 million is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, my next one here, it's tough because this is a, a, a kind of crappy free agency class. So there's not a lot of like, yeah, huge names. Uh, but that's why this is a great exercise because some teams desperate mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, shit, we have cap space. We have to sign somebody. And one of the fellows is going to get paid. Yeah. Um, I E Van Vliet. I E Van Vliet. This is so tough. I'm like, I'm scrolling down. I'm at danny green on the list right now so that's how you know i'm like i'm really in the depths mm. yeah i'm too far down uh oh <clears throat> max Struess is getting it overpaid this summer you think someone's so? gonna pay him a lot of money i saw a lot of people oh. saying oh teams are eyeing him for the mle i think a fine he's contract i'd say that's a fine contract i think he's gonna look for a grant williams money up to towards 20 mil i don't know and if he becomes team... duncan robinson fire exactly yeah i don't know if a team will pay him that and so maybe that's the question mark like on this pick but if there's a team out there like okay say the rockets want a veteran they just need, just need a shooter they go after him say the mavericks want to do a sign and trade they get max Struess or tim hardaway jr if he gets anywhere above 15 million a season that's a questionable deal and i think it could get iffy especially with how inconsistent he was from three this season he had a solid season i think he's more useful than duncan robinson because he's he's athletic and he probably can get around a little more in defense not more than 15 to 17 max for me for maxers i have one that might shock you <clears throat> brooke lopez really here's why okay if he does not go back to milwaukee <clears throat> it's because somebody overpaid for him Maybe yeah. Houston, maybe Dallas, right? Yep. Brooke Lopez is an excellent defender in Milwaukee's team. He's also mm-hmm. playing next to Giannis. This is true. And, and he's also played with Drew Holiday. He's also old. <laughs> he's also and he's very old. old. And he has made an undeniable impact for the Milwaukee Bucks, helped them win a title. Uh, I believe he was one of the all defensive teams this year. I could second be wrong. In D, second in depoy voting. Yes. Yeah. He was unreal. Mm-hmm. Because he's just kind of supposed to stand there and block shots. Like, if you watch them play, like, <laughs> when they play the Celtics, he just stands in there. If he gets signed by a Dallas, if he gets signed by a Houston, who have both been <laughs> tied to him, they're probably going to pay him 20-plus million, tie up money with him as he continues to age. It's going to turn out to be a poor contract, which sucks. Because mm. Brook Lopez is kind of likable. That's good too. Moves like the Tin Man. I don't hate it. He does do that, yes. All right, you get another one here. Jeremy Grant. Really? I feel like he might get paid a little bit of extra money because Dame was like, hey, I would like to play with him still. Him and Draymond yeah. and me, we can make the big three, says Dame. How much is too much for Jeremy Grant? It's tough. I don't know. He may, He's on $20 million now. I think he could. I wouldn't hate giving him a tiny raise, but anything above like 23 I feel like is 
Yikes for Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows if he tries to use Dame as leverage? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, it's my turn. Yeah. I don't care if he goes back to Philly. James Harden is going to be on such an absolutely horrendous contract. I I saw a report out there today that said Philly wants to pay him well more than the 35.6 he's owed. I don't care if he's on 36, 37, anything above that. It is going to be a bad contract. Not only are you worrying about the age and the fact that he's probably not going to get much better than he is right now. And he's an all-star right now. Don't get me wrong. He's not an all-star caliber player right now. 33.8 years old per spot track. But if I'm Philly and I just had to deal with the whole thing of hmm, maybe I'll go back to Houston. Maybe he's going to go play for a shit team. Yeah. yeah, I'd question the commitment at that point. And, and obviously, if you're Philly, you can't just let him walk because that'd be malpractice. Maybe but, before you negotiate with Harden, you just watch game seven and game. Yeah, six. he he's he's going to be on an absolutely terrible contract, especially it's going to get up towards like 50 mil and it's going to be absolutely disgusting um, for James Harden. Um. Oh, this is tough. You get one more. I get one more. Then we'll call it. I know. I know. Uh, I, I would say Vucevic, but he already signed a contract. <laughs> Vucevic, uh, bad contract. Verdict. Bad. Uh, I'm going to go with Jakob Pertl, and I need to explain. I think a report came out today that Jakob Pertl, they want to offer him around 20 mil or more a season, the Raptors. Okay. And honestly, I think that's a fine contract for Jakob Pertl. Just not for the Raptors. <laughs> what are you doing? That's a waste of money. You, like, you're not winning anything. Mm. Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pertl, and Gary Trent is not winning you a, a, a championship. It might not even get you in the playoffs. Why are you going to pay Jakob Pertl $20 million? I think a team like the Mavericks could pay him $20 million, If they had the cap space, obviously. Could pay him $20 million, and it'd be a good contract. I think the Spurs, giving him $20 mil to play next to Wemby so Wemby can play the four, that'd be fine. The Raptors paying him $20 million makes absolutely no sense outside of the fact that we gave up a first-round pick, so we're going to bring this guy back. It's going to yeah. be a bad contract. They're going to have to flip it, but it will be a great contract for a team that trades for him. If the, if the Blazers could get their hands on Yaka Pertl somehow, trade Anthony Simons for Yaka Pertl. Call me crazy. That's a dub for the Blazers. Anthony Simons is great. Dame needs a center. One, Chief. Dame needs a center. You got Scoot. You got Dame. You got Shaden Sharp. You got Yaka Pertl, Jeremy Grant. I think it's I think it's a win. And then the Raptors just rebuild. Yaka Pertl would be great on the right team. Not the Raptors. I don't know about that. I, I feel like mm. 20 million is a lot for him. I think I'm hesitating to trade for him if it's 20 million. I think 20 million. Is a good I just look at other guys around the league. Like, okay, he's a free agent. Now Lopez is on 13 million. Rob's on 11 million. Yeah, like, but these are that's all guys CBA. that are. That's past. Con- you're, you're like the, the cap is like spiking. So like 20 million is going to be a lot less than it was that, that, that broke Lopez contract. Okay, started fine. Two or three years fine, ago. Fine. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the way my I last like, pick. Yeah. I'm following you with Harden, Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, good pick. Kyrie hates basketball, kind of. <laughs> and yeah. Dallas is shook that he's going to leave after they gave up a lot for him. So they're going to overpay him. It doesn't sound like they have a ton of competition, so I'm kind of interested to see how their negotiation process goes. Like, do they <laughs> they have, like, a little bit of wiggle room if they... They're going to give him the max. They're oh. going to give him the max. Oh, it, the max is what? He'll be making 50 plus a year. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yep. I should have drafted him first. What a value pick. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, uh, next contract series. 
spot track. Shout out Keith Smith. Let me check. That is disgusting. Uh, let me see what the Kyrie Irving kid contract could look like. I'm trying. I'm trying to find. You know what was the most fire is like be. before the trade deadline. Everyone was like, "Yeah, mid level exception for Kyrie." <clears throat> yeah, and now we're man. saying max. Oh my god! If He's Dallas gonna get gives the, him max. the max. <laughs> I, I can't find exactly what he's going to get, but I'm pretty sure it's going it, to, at some point, it's going to get over. In, in fairness to the Mavs, though, all of the accounts that I've heard about from within the organization is they like Kyrie and he's been good. Yeah. But he's also like, yeah, I want to get paid. So keep your eyes peeled on Kyrie. If he gets $50 million, whew, look out. He is eligible for a five year 272. That is. Which would be 55. 54.4. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's enough to uh, sell your franchise. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Like uh, that that's be... a contract that people bring up to sell the team signs. How much could Mark did Mark Cuban buy the Mavericks for? Two hundred eighty-five million. That's what yeah, he bought he the Mavs for. Yeah, he makes <laughs> eighty times that. Yeah, he's he's nuts. Well, I mean, my point is, Kyrie Irving would be making like. 12 million less than what he bought the mouse for. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, last thing we have on the docket for NBA before we get to Keith here. Uh, I mentioned Nikola Vucevic. He got a contract extension. Three years, $60 million. Uh, the Bulls extended him. I don't think that's a bad contract for Nikola Vucevic. I think $20 million season is fair. He just played all 82 games. He averages 17 and 11. Why the hell Who would you rather pay $20 million, Him or Pirtle? Pirtle. Really? Yes. How old is Vucevic? He's because old. of age. Yeah, he's like 33, 34. Yeah. Only because of age. I think Vucevic right now is a better player than Pirtle, but by the end of their contract, I don't think it'll be close. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, Pirtle, right now, Pirtle is 27, going to be 28 by the start of the next season. Vucevic right now is 32, going to be 33 by the start of the next season. So that's a five-year difference, right? $20 million for Vuce is fine. The Bulls are basically saying, yeah, we're cool with being a maybe playing team. That's just lazy. That's just so crappy. What are you doing? Right. And and I said I totally, it when we talked to Keith, Bulls love to play in. They do. And I, I totally understand the mindset of let's just be a solid playoff team. Right. Like because some, some teams just that's just where they are in their franchise. Right. Like you don't know what a rebuild will, will bring. And if you're a team like <clears throat> look at look at the Pacers uh, for years when they had the Victor Oladipo and Sabonis Pacers. Right. They were never going to be a title team. But Almost they were, beat LeBron in 2018. <clears throat> exactly. They were they were a solid playoff team. And once it run its course, they traded it. They kickstarted a mini rebuild and they're fine now. Right. Uh, even the Kings, right. You get why the Kings are pushing forward, right. They're like, okay, let's just be a solid playoff team. And they accomplished that. The bulls. I, I saw this stat when I was doing some research for bulls articles, like last week or two weeks ago, the Lonzo year, right. When they first got Lonzo, they made the playoffs. They were a solid team. The bulls were healthier outside of, outside of Lonzo. Obviously they were healthier this past year. Their core three played more games together by far this year than they did that year. And they missed the playoffs. You are bringing back a core that is not going to guarantee you a playoff spot in the East. And you're paying your 32 year old, soon to be 33 year old center, $20 million to do it. And they're probably going to extend to Rosen too. Not that he hasn't earned the money, but this core just isn't good enough to win you a championship let alone, or excuse me, get you in the playoffs, let alone when you get championship. And I, again, I get it. I get wanting to be a solid playoff team. This team isn't even that. It, it's just, it, but I will say they're also in a tricky spot because 
I, I defend Zach Levine more than anybody. No one wants that deal. No one's going to want that contract. <laughs> yeah, so. guys, sucks. It's tough. They're in a tough spot. That's the uh, this guy should not be making this money with the new CBA. Even I before, saw someone even before the new CBA, bad contract. I saw someone on Twitter say Bulls fans would hate it, but I think Tobias Harris in a first for Zach Levine makes sense for both teams. And as much as you like, ooh. And that would it's absolutely it's it would, it does it make would sense for both teams. It would save the Bulls. That's tough. Yeah, you'd save the Bulls. It'd probably make the Sixers a better team. As much as they hate Zach Sabine, you put him around Embiid and Harden. Like he's I mean, he's get more useful than Harris for money. <laughs> exactly. Do you see Harris's quote lately? <laughs> yeah, he said uh most Sixers say? fans, most casual Sixers fans would trade me for a crumble cookie. <laughs> oh no, no. They were like I would trade Tobias Harris for the bag that the crumble cookie comes in. Yes. And then, and then he, he said, said crumble cookies come in a box. Bozo. He is. He, I loved, I love Tobias Harris. He is. Fun. I like any player that goes back on Twitter and just yeah. shits on fans. Shout out Kevin them. Durant going in the chat. Room. Katie's fire. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot Katie's of people on a fire. <clears throat> yeah. Katie's cool. Uh, I believe that's all we have. Yeah. Today. I think we can, we I'm can exhausted. send it over before we get to our interview with Keith Smith. Make sure you remember. 6 p.m. Friday night for the start of free agency. Jack and I will be here live on the channel on the Facebook for about an hour, streaming, discussing all of the news that drops for free agency. You know, Shams and Woj have the drafts absolutely loaded already. It is 11 p.m. on Wednesday. They're ready to go probably already. They know where everyone's going. They know where the bodies are buried. Be there. All right. Over to Keith. And it is my pleasure to welcome in Keith Smith, of Spot Track, formerly of Celtics Blog, brings a tear to my eye that he's not there anymore. But uh, thank you, Keith, for joining us once again. We appreciate you coming back on the show. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't scare you off last time. But uh, it, I, I wanted to ask to see as we're recording this, the new CBA dropped maybe three hours ago. Is this Christmas Day for you, or is this the Monday at work where you have to do a lot of reading? <laughs> yeah, no, this is like. Hey, there's a huge test and it's in two days and you haven't studied for it really and learn it all now. Like, that's what it is. It's like, you know, when you've graduated and you're still having those dreams about like finals and I'm not prepared, <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's definitely not Christmas. Adam Silver okay. just bringing nightmares to life for you. Yeah, kinda, and also yeah. the front office people. You tweeted about it today that somebody had gotten contact with you and they were not happy. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of front office folks, agents, all sorts of people who were like, what is going on? We're, you know, two days out from everything starts and we still don't have this thing. What is happening? The good news is from a you know very cursory glance and going through it, it looks like the term sheet was was pretty uh, comprehensive and mo- most of the mm-hmm. stuff is in there. There's a few things I think we all had marked for clarity that we needed to look up and get into. So we'll, we'll start parsing through those a little bit. But yeah, it's 676 page legal document. Uh, table of contents is 22 pages itself so Um, it's uh, not exactly light reading well we can all rest easy because the players get free league pass unless they're in the g league and they can't afford it (laughs) then they don't get it like i I think that was already a thing but i I, i'm not sure i can't remember I just love that that's what came out from all this. Oh, right. don't worry. They get really well, the best is it's not. It's the guys that like don't make any money that still have to pay for it. Right. That's <laughs> terrible. You're not in the league. You're not in the league. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough, tough for the G League guys. But I, I want to talk a little bit about how this affects the Celtics. Obviously, it's how about some Celtics. So we, we got to do what you got to do. Um, sure. Celtics have made some moves already. Obviously, they still need to pay Grant Williams. He needs an extension. He said 
during his, uh, he was at a Fanatics event. He told reporters, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm letting my agents deal with that. My whole focus has been on winning. Um, they brought in Kristaps Porzingis. That added a little salary. You know, they made some moves at the draft, moved back, shaved a little bit off the books that way. How does this CBA affect the way Boston is going to attack this free agency period slash off season with Grant Williams, with Porzingis, who, who Mark Stein is reporting is going to get an extension as well. How, how does this CBA affect the Celtics this summer? Yeah, this summer it's, there are impacts for sure this summer, but most of those impacts are more longer range looking beyond this summer. So meaning they could sign Grant Williams blow past the first tax apron way past the second tax apron and just be super expensive. And that'd be absolutely fine. Right. That that's, that's perfectly allowed. You're able to do that. You know, nothing will stop you from doing that. The challenge is what happens in years, let's say signed a four year deal years, two, three, and four. If Jalen Brown gets the super max and then Jason Tatum's on his max and then eventually a super max. And then you have Chris Porzingis on a new big contract for over 30 million a year. That's where things get super messy. What this CBA in the most simple terms was designed to do was take those super expensive teams that live up here and those teams that live down here and bring them all closer together, right? They're trying to tie it together without putting true full handcuffs of you cannot do X, Y, and Z. One of the concerns that was brought up is the Golden State Warriors, right? They're the team most often mentioned as far as the teams they were trying to punish for being super expensive. With the Warriors, in their case, part of the where it all falls apart is they've kind of done it the right way, right? They drafted Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. They developed all of those guys. It wasn't anything that they did other than have Stephen Curry on a value contract when the cap spike came in and that allowed him to get Kevin Durant. And then they very smartly turned Kevin Durant's uh, salary slot into D'Angelo Russell, which then parlayed into Andrew Wiggins. And then they've made some you know pretty good moves around that. Kevon Looney, other guys, you know, and so forth. What they don't want them to be able to do is what they did last year is you're super duper expensive. And then you get to sign Dante DiVincenzo too, <laughs> right? Because that's where people are like, what in the world? Why are they still adding talent? So what happens in their case is you can't do that anymore. That goes away. You won't have that exception. A year from now, there's even more penalties that come in. You won't, trades won't be as easy to, for you to make. You'll, your draft picks will drop to the end of round seven years out. You won't be able to trade picks that are seven years out. There'll be all sorts of things that you can't do uh, in the future because you're going to be kind of locked in on some of this stuff. So that's where it gets really kind of tricky, right, is is um, they get in a spot where that that's what they're trying to do. For the Celtics right now, they're not necessarily running into a lot of that stuff, right, because most of what they're looking to do is probably re-sign Graham Williams and then that's maybe a trade or two, and that's probably call it a summer. It would be the next few years down the line, and that's probably what's part of the limiting conversation on can we re-sign grants or not. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're hearing a lot of talk from – I think Adam Himmelsbach powder report Celtics want to bring Grant back. And then you see them go out and trade for Kristaps Porzingis. And that leads to, okay, maybe this is the end of the Grant era uh, in Boston. Then you hear all these reports. X amount of teams are interested. The Mavericks are interested. The Magic are interested. How much, I'm trying to think of the right wording. How much are you putting into these reports that other teams are interested in Grant? Do you think there's going to be a team out there to offer him uh, 20 million, 18 million? Like what, what, what do you think it's going to have to end up being versus 
do you think he would take, you know, say to 14 to stay with the Celtics? Like what sort of balance do you think we're looking at in terms of a grant extension? Yeah. I, other teams are definitely interested in him, right? He's a good player. He can start, he can come off the bench, can play a couple different spots in your big rotation. Uh, he's a guy who's known for being, Pretty durable, right? He generally doesn't miss time. Uh, he's usually on the floor. Uh, very good shooter. Um, that's something everybody's looking for from the big spots. He's a versatile defender. Pretty good passer. Showed stuff at times of, all right, he can do a little bit off the dribble. He's gotten a little bit better about, oh, the small on me. I'm going to back him down and score off guys that way too. So definitely interest from other teams that are you know, looking at him. The challenge comes in is what's that evaluation going to be, right? You know, what are we willing to pay Grant Williams? It sounds like the Celtics and him were pretty far apart uh, where they needed to be when it was extension time, which is part of why he's going to be a restricted free agent here this summer. So that turns into, all right, yo, my guess is it's probably going to fall somewhere in between 15 and 18 million. And if it's on the low end, Boston may say, you know what, let's just keep them. We'll we'll let tomorrow's problems be tomorrow's problems, and we'll figure that out. If it gets up to the $18 million or more, which great for granted if it does, then that probably turns into, all right, we're going to let him go. And that becomes then, do we just straight let him go? Do we turn that into, all right, we're going to actually make this a, a, a sign-and-trade type of deal where we recoup something out of this and, and go forward that way. So that's that that's likely how I can see this playing out with Grant here over the next few days. Uh, speaking of the sign-and-trades, how valuable do you think a sign-and-trade is going to be? How excited should we be about that? For example, we know Orlando is a team that keeps getting thrown around with Grant, and they have a zillion guards on their team. Is there any chance the Celtics could bring back a guard? Maybe Markel Fultz? Sam loves Markel Fultz. That has broken my heart. Grant doesn't. I mean, yeah, if you want to send out a first-round pick, too, then maybe. But, yeah, not going to happen. Not, not for Markel Fultz. But Crushing I Sam's dreams. I don't we also had Gary Harris. That was another one we threw around. I don't think you're getting a player back, to be okay. quite honest. I think a team would – so I would, if if anything, Boston picked up a couple more than a couple, a handful extra seconds at the draft. It might be one of those deals where they pay for a team to make it a sign and trade, and they create a trade exception. And that's the TPE the, music is back in the building. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's, just lose them for nothing. It's no, I wouldn't. Right? Why? I'm I mean, kidding. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, take take what you can get out of it, unless you really feel like you're going to use all those second round picks going forward. But yeah, it's you know, I think people have this you know, thought because otherwise if you're, let's say you're Orlando, just sign them straight out. You don't need to do a yeah, sign and trade. Right. Right? You don't need to trade away a player of value for, you know, just to get Grant Williams who you could get anyway. So that's the problem is the only time those kind of things happen is if it's a team that is over the cap that, that you're going to try to trade them to, then that's a different story, right? Cause they have no other Avenue to add the player. Um, but yeah, in that case, if it's one of the cap space teams, they would say, yeah, we'll do it. If you, pay us to do it otherwise we'll just sign them straight out because there's no benefit to us or to the player to right. turning it into a sign and trade dallas is the only team gotcha. that's been rumored that is a cap team right yeah and over the cap team yes yeah they, they're and they're more uh been rumored in the the non-taxpayer mid-level exception amount which again they just do that right they now they could do a sign and trade where it's like hey we're gonna send you back a couple contracts and maybe that's the way that goes down there was you know there were rumors out there of you know tim hardaway jr and uh you know other guys and those kind of things and that could could be the way this plays out i don't 
you know, I don't know that that's going to be the way it goes, but, but, but we'll see. I, my, my thought is going to be, it's probably either going to be, he signs with Boston or it ends up being, you know, a sign and trade into somebody's cap space that really wants him. Gotcha. That makes sense. So uh, tr- transitioning sort of into free agency a little bit here, cause it is right around the corner. I mean, by the time this is out, it'll be out Thursday. We're recording on Wednesday. It'll be tomorrow basically. Um, you tweeted out during the draft when Brad Stevens decided to make Sam and I's night a whole lot longer by trading terrible. back a million times <laughs> um, that by moving out of the first round and back and, and back and back again, they created enough leeway to have potentially the MLE. I don't know if the Chris stops Porzingis trade added salary and changed that. Do the Celtics have their MLE this summer or is it wiped out? They could still get to the tax MLE. It's going to be really, really close though. If that's okay. the direction they want to go, they, they won't have enough barring another trade right now that I've said that maybe they'll, they'll make some other major trade that, you know, <laughs> shed salary. If they do that, then yeah, then they can definitely get to having the uh, non-taxpayer MLE, but that's probably not going to happen. So the way it'll probably go down is maybe the taxpayer MLE, but probably we're looking at the Celtics. They do anything major, it'll be via trade. Anything else is going to be minimum signings for them from here on out. Gotcha. So looking at the Celtics free agency right now, hopefully my math is correct. It it looks like they have 10 standard contracts that includes Grant, doesn't include Jordan Walsh. So maybe 11, maybe flip-flop if you want to switch switch them out there, depending on what sort of contract Jordan Walsh gets as a second-round pick. Um, We have three I, I don't want to call them crushed they're they're not like crazy free agency targets i try to keep it realistic but we wanted to throw them at you and you could tell us if we're idiots if we're you know maybe that makes sense you know be, be as brutal Jack, as you, you know want. how this goes so i hope you're ready <laughs> hey, Jack, I'm by the way that. taking a shot at me on the sheet saying not fred van fleet as if i would want fred van fleet. no that wasn't a shot at you that was a uh a shot at some twitter some twitter folk somebody uh, said that on twitter <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah of all the awesome. guys to be like, yeah. please go get him. Fred Van Vliet. wasn't even really on Twitter. It was written in an article. It was a written article. <laughs> I, th- I assumed you saw the same. We will we will show it. But I, I just wanted to emphasize uh, there. That was for me to. Well, then there was sure the betting odds that said Vucevic not. was going to be on the Celtics. Yeah, it never made sense either. <laughs> that, that was I just, completely out of left field. I just wanted to emphasize we're not that crazy. That, okay. They're they're realistic. So we'll start with the guards. My guard is, I don't know if he'll be priced out because he just had a pretty good season as the backup in Milwaukee. I love Javon Carter. I just like his game. I think he's a good defender. I have to assume he'll probably get more than the minimum somewhere. But if the Celtics do make the MLE or if money runs out around the league, I would love Javon Carter in a Celtics jersey. Yeah, I like Javon Carter too. Um, just opted out of his player option, which was four. He was on a two-year minimum deal with the box. Now, challenge is I think if it's a minimum deal, he probably just goes back to Milwaukee, right? He started yeah. or played 81 games for them. I think he started in like 39 games for them. He's a big part of their rotation. So if all things are equal, probably just go back to Milwaukee. If yeah, if Boston wants to come in and say, hey, we can give you the five million taxpayer MLE if they're in position to be able to do that. That might be enough of a bump over his minimum to, to take him in. But yeah, I love Javon Carter. He's tough. I mean, people would love him in Boston. He's just kind of one of those bulldog guards. He can really shoot too. He's up you know, yeah. over 40% uh, this year. Basically, that's all he kind of does on offense is, is shoot threes. But um, but yeah, I mean, he's tough. He's tough-minded. He'd be you know, a good fit in a, a backcourt rotation that's at least in a little bit of flux with Marcus Smart headed out of town. Well, Joe yeah. Mazzulla certainly loves the sound of the all he really does is shoot threes. He sounds like a perfect <laughs> fit. Uh, mine was Josh Richardson. He may be a bit more expensive than Javon Carter, but post-trade, he was only at seven and a half points, but his shooting splits were pretty good still with the Pelicans. 
Yeah, that one's tough because, you know, Josh Richardson is probably ideally hoping to land something, someone's full mid-level, right? Or, you know, or at least a big chunk of that, you know, 10 mm-hmm. to 12 million uh, in a season. I'm sure in some ways he'd love to go back to New Orleans just using his bird rights to get a big contract. Problem is they're right up against the luxury tax. So I don't know that that's the direction they're going to want to go. So we may see Josh Richardson be one of those guys who he's an interesting name where, if we're into day two or three of free agency and most of the money is off the board, those guys start saying, all right, where can I win? Where can I play a lot? And he was really well liked in Boston. They, they, they did not want to trade him. They traded him because they wanted to get Derek white. Right. That was the whole thing with that trade. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I tend to think he probably won't want to run it back in Boston just because of the way that went down. But, you know, it's always possible because let's not forget, too, the Celtics extended his contract. They didn't really have to. Right. They, they could have yeah. you know, left that one just kind of floating out there. And they they gave him an extension, which says, at least to some extent, they, they like Josh Richardson as a player. Just the opportunity to get Derek White came up and they, they took it. Yeah, that makes sense. Can't um, wear the same wait. number. I'm out on it. <laughs> Porzingis took it. <laughs> Sam yeah, hates changing true. numbers. I hate it. It looks <laughs> gross. Uh, wing slash forward. I have Tory Craig. It just seems like a minimum guy. Maybe gets a little more, but I, I think he'd be perfect for the Celtics. Yeah, here's your problem with Tory Craig. The Suns are so limited in what they can yeah. do. They are probably going to resign Tory Craig for. I wouldn't even be surprised if they push it up around nine, ten million uh, wow. next season okay. because <laughs> what that does is. That gives them a trade asset, right? Where they can put him into a trade as salary matching. Cause that's not mm-hmm. so crazy for Tory Craig, where you're like, I'm out, like that's a bad contract. That's a little bit of an overpay, but yeah. you know, for what he is, Tory Craig was really good last year. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. slept on him a little bit. Also, that Phoenix team just needs bodies, right? They, they just <laughs> need anybody they can get to fill out that roster. Jack so and I, I are ready. Yeah, right. <laughs> I tend to think he, he probably just resigns in Phoenix, gotcha. and that's that's how that one plays out. Alrighty. Mine definitely less realistic than Jack's. I had Bruce Brown here as a pipe dream because he's obviously going to get more money than the taxpayer MLE because he just opted out of that. Um, but I also had Dylan Brooks. His value is also probably regular MLE, not taxpayer MLE, but they both seem like decent fits on this team. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue against Bruce Brown at all. I wanted them to go after him uh, when they signed uh, Danilo Gallinari. And, you know, the Gallinari signing I was fine with. It just stinks the way it played out, right? That he got hurt, never get a chance to play for the team. Yeah. But Bruce Brown is somebody where, you know, I mean, I love his game. I've loved his game since he was with the Pistons. I thought the Nets stole him uh, in that trade. I you know think it's ludicrous that more teams didn't have interest in him in free agency. You're going to see one of two things with Bruce Brown. He's going to be out of Boston's price range. And so he's either going to sign for a lot of money from somewhere or what's going to happen is you're going to see him re-sign with the Nuggets uh, using the little bump they can give him using his non-bird rights with kind of a wink-wink deal where, hey, we'll take care of you with your early bird rights next summer, which is basically what the Milwaukee Bucks did with Bobby Portis. Went on to win a title, kind of became a cult hero in the in the city. That's what <laughs> Bruce Brown has become in Denver, so you can kind of see it playing out that way with him. Who is your other guy? He's, oh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. He's going to be way out of the Celtics yep. price range. He's one of the gap space teams. Probably Houston is going to throw a pretty big, big number at Dylan Brooks. Okay. All right. Here you go. Well, I'm over three. I- <laughs> I'm coming back though. My center spot, not bad. 
I was looking at centers. I couldn't really find anybody I thought would be a fit. Like Mason Plumlee is probably too expensive. Uh, Drew Eubanks is another another name I saw. I, uh, I love Drew Eubanks, back. man. He's I love one of my Drew favorites. Eubanks. He's, I'm a big, big fan of Drew Eubanks. I, I think mm-hmm. I will say right now, no matter what he signs for, I'm going to think it's a great contract unless yep. it's really stupid. Um, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Drew Eubanks. So I, if the Celtics could get him on a minimum deal. I'm all over it. You know, I do it, you know, a hundred times out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. I, uh, my thought process for not writing down here was like, I figure Portland might bring him back. Cause he was a pretty good starter for them. Yeah, and, I and, think and they need money. Yeah. Um, I landed on Wenyan Gabriel. Like it, it's not the sexiest name. It's just like somebody to throw at the end of the bench. They already have three bigs, probably going to be a minimum if the Lakers don't bring him back. I just kind of threw him on the page. Yeah. I'd rather just see if Blake Griffin wants to play another year and bring him back. <laughs> play Luke Cornette. It's the, I Wenyan Gabriel is fine, but you know, I went for a local me, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either, either have a kid at the end of the bench that yeah. you're trying to develop into something or, you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, get a real vet in there that everybody likes yeah. so you know if if in the case that blake griffin decides he's done or the team decides they don't want him back for whatever reason i you know yeah maybe that's fine but yeah i'd probably go go elsewhere yeah well blake griffin was one of mine yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> um, i bring him back, right yeah, if, if you have a roster at the end of the at the end of the bench i mean he was really good for the celtics you know in, in the role he played not only on the court, but the role he played off the court in the locker room, everybody loved him. So, you know, I think, you know, anytime the team's going to be in transition the way they are, you know, I, I would, you know, I'm all for bringing him back. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And then uh, I think Sam might have frozen oh, here. Sam I'm is back, back though, for back. Your, your second big man. My <laughs> second it, big man, another vibes guy, Robin Lopez. He can fight all the mascots. <laughs> he can be better than McGregor at that. Yeah, I mean, I like Robin Lopez a lot. I, I'm very curious to find out if Robin Lopez, he didn't play much last year, right? He was basically mm-hmm. a break glass and emergency type of type of guy for the Cavs, which they needed because two years ago their season fell Jared apart Allen. when they lost Jared Allen um, uh, to injury. So I, that role will be there for him. Hey, you know, any any one of the 30 teams will offer Robin Lopez a uh, you know, minimum deal, you know, without a doubt. I wonder if he's going to say, hey, I only have so many years left. I, you know, I want to play, right? Like now somebody's going to bring me in and give me consistent minutes. I just don't know that those are there in Boston because he'd be, you know, kind of the third or fourth or maybe even fifth center, at, you know, most times. So that's probably not, I don't know if that's a role he wants to play, but it's funny you said that because there was a point in time way back in the day when I spent way too many hours on the real GM trade boards, <laughs> I tried to trade for Robin Lopez, you know, daily, you know, it was like, yeah, I want this guy in Boston badly. And it just, it, it never kind of happened. Now I'll say, Danilo Gallinari was another guy I tried to trade for all the time too. It took like 15 years and it kind of sort of <laughs> happened. So, you know, may, maybe, maybe this is ball key. Robin Lopez. you're all over it. <laughs> yeah. I will yeah, say over uh, Lopez. Early, he did have that one playoff series with the Bulls where he lit up the Celtics for a couple of games. Yeah. <laughs> in hook shots. Robin Lopez is pretty solid, man. He's hmm. a good screener, really good defender. You know, when he plays, he's he's ready to get out there and, and do his thing. So, well, I I tend to think he probably wants to go somewhere he might have a chance at a bigger role. For sure. For sure. All right. We have a couple more things before we get you on out of yeah. here. We're going to transition. We're talking a little NBA. We switched the colors for the NBA. We, we oh, have- look at that. Fancy. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Sam mocked me because I was so proud <laughs> of the background I made. But you did. You absolutely did. You go, look at Jack. He's too happy about the background. But um, we just saw John Collins get traded for a bag of chips. 
Uh, Rudy finally Gay in a second round pick. Yeah, Hell froze over. <laughs> he got traded. I wanted to ask you, are we going to see more moves like that this summer? More CBA inspired moves? And if so, which teams are you looking at to make those moves? Yeah, we might. We've already seen a bunch, right? We saw John Collins. That's essentially what the Porzingis trade was, right? Was a mm. uh, we're getting off money here. That's from the Wizards' perspective, obviously, right? The Beal trade was the same thing. Jordan the Poole Warriors. Kind of. In effect, yeah. salary dumped Jordan Poole. They took on a little bit of money for this season with Chris Paul, but they get out of Poole's the final four years of four, three or four years of his contract. So they're out of his deal. So we may see a handful more deals like that. Commerce teams are still looking to say, yeah, you know, we got to rebalance, right? We're, we're a little too expensive. I think the Heat would love to maybe move Kyle Lowry. if They don't need his salary in a much bigger trade. Damian Lillard, maybe, you know, if they, if they're dreaming and their dreams come true, but or any other type of deal, we may see something like that come. So we're going to see these teams continue to look to move around and potentially um, continue to try to uh, move some salary, you know, mostly because we're in a spot where, yeah, everybody's treating the, the this new, you know, CBA and the second apron and all these things slightly differently, right? You're seeing some teams use the grace period year, which is what this really kind of is to get their stuff in line. And then you're seeing teams like Phoenix say last year to take on a bunch of money. Let's be super expensive and moving forward. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well trade yeah. for Bradley Beal and run with three players and not much of a bench. But uh, the other question I had for you, you mentioned it. I don't know if you've heard, Keith, but Damian Lillard may or may not get traded. It's Terrible. only been... It's, <laughs> send it's him, only send him to the worst team that'll take him. You guys are I've probably way too young for this, but I've started saying it's like Sands to the hour, Hourglass. These are the dames of our lives. Because yes. it's from Days of Our Lives, that soap opera. I used to watch it with my grandmother when I'd stay home from school sick. We'd watch Price is Right, and then she'd watch her stories, and we'd sit down and watch watch mm -hmm. that was one of them that she liked to watch so yeah i these days your guys cut you off but is your question is he gonna get traded it, it's it's partially that but also like we've heard zion we've heard james harden on the move we've heard cat maybe is anybody getting traded this summer it seems like the bulls and the raptors are content just kind of sitting in mediocrity meanwhile the blazers they want to win now but then who who are they gonna trade for if no stars are getting traded play. yeah <laughs> like, like they love are, it are we going to see blockbusters? It's like the whole free whole off season talk the talk, but it doesn't seem like it's going to walk the walk right now. Did it not already? Is that what we ask right from gladiator? Are you not entertained? I mean, come on, man. We Porzingis, Beal, Chris Paul, Jordan Poole all got traded already. I mean, those are four, you know, Big yeah. time players that, that are all on the move. You know, I probably missed somebody too at some point, you know, in there. But yeah, it's that's the thing is right, as NBA fans, we're all greedy, right? We we want more, more, more. And up, you know, we that's me. The we yeah, love we drama. The trades that just happened, you know, and yeah. we're already massive deals that already happened uh this summer. There'll be more, right? Because that's just the way it goes in the league now. So many guys extend their contracts versus signing as free agents in places mm -hmm. that we tend to see big trades being the way way things happen. So we've already seen several. My guess is we'll probably see a couple more. There'll probably be at least one that nobody sees coming, right? Much like the Rudy Gobert trade from a year ago. Nobody saw that one coming and then it was like, wait, what? And it took like literally reading the tweet, checking to make sure it was really Woj, you know, checking again and then like all right i guess this is actually happening there'll probably be a deal like that that nobody sees coming but yeah i mean it's already been a very busy off season it'll probably continue to be pretty busy gotcha gotcha well in that case i'll just ask you about dame like 
it, like what's the deal i mean you're hearing jimmy butler play his songs on his story you're getting you're getting like everything but the eyes emoji at this point like sure. what, what do you think Dame sounds Dame? like he wants like to be competitive but not have the pressure <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna say that i, I don't think that's the, the, the case i think dame's a guy who you know he's you can put the pressure on him he's fine i mean this guy's won multiple playoff games and playoff series so i'm not i'm not gonna put that on him that's you know and i i don't pretend to know him that way um what i would say is game in portland it feels like they've just been dancing around this where it's like you know like i've i've said we all know those couples that are like would you just break up already like you know it's <laughs> fine but like just break up already you don't really want to be together anymore that's kind of where it feels like this one is headed but i mean i get it right that's hard right they've been it's been 11 years and that's hard to do right it's hard for him to finally say all right i'm ready i'm ready to leave the only nba city i've ever known where i've become the franchise's best player and it's hard for the franchise to turn around and say all right it's time to go i think we're closer than we've ever been i think portland didn't trade the pick right they they kept the pick they drafted scoot henderson i think game is basically put it out there as much as he's probably ever going to of like, let's kind of see how it goes. Maybe I will ask for a trade. Maybe I won't. Um, so I think we're mm -hmm. in an interesting spot with this. I'm going to lean towards probably doesn't get traded just because it's, I'm always going to lean towards it's more likely there isn't a trade than there is a trade making trades is it's really difficult, right? It's a really hard thing to pull off. It's extremely you know, even more difficult when it's a superstar player and the return needs to be so much and the, you know, high, high salary amounts that are involved. But it does feel like we're closer than we've ever been. But I think we're probably going to see Portland, you know, sign a couple guys, re-sign a couple guys and try to push it forward and keep, you know, try, trying to make it work there for at least, you know, another year or so. Gotcha. I think gotcha. today's latest update was him and Draymond are going to have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I'll believe that when I see it. They have no way to get Draymond Green. That's not going to happen. Every, every day, there's just some new tidbit. Like, just yeah, to, this just is, to remind us, like, they might yeah, not be I would, to, on the Blazers. Caution, too. Where did that come from? Is it, you know, Joe659 Blazers fan on Twitter? Like, all right, Joe Blazers fan. I'm sure you're sourced, you know, to the depths with, you know, uh, you know, these guys. Like, you got you got to be careful this time of year where, where we're getting our stuff from. It was a legit source. I don't know. Maybe they are. I, I, who knows, right? It's, one thing I'll say about the NBA, nothing ever, things surprise me, but nothing shocks me. And what I mean by that is like anything can happen in this league, right? It's, it's you know, it really is a league where, you know, it, it's, you know, okay, all right, I didn't see that coming and that surprises me, but I'm, I'm rarely ever am I like, oh my God, I cannot believe, you know, this is how this played out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, in that case, we'll move on. Last thing we have, and we didn't tell you about this. It's nothing bad, but we have a section of our show that we like to call the rat list. So this is Matt the rat. And basically this is, this is our chance to complain kind of basically I'll give you some examples. So last episode, Dame made the rat list or the, the situation made the rat list because we're tired of hearing it, right? Like it's been going on. That's a rat move. Um, it doesn't have to be about basketball though. Like for example, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was driving and I let somebody come out of a stop sign and the car behind them also went with them. And then I couldn't turn left because two cars went. That's a rat move, right? That, that's just, you can't do that. It, it annoyed me. And so I came on here and I complained about it. So uh, Sam, if you have a rat list, you can sort one. of give an example. And if Keith, you would like to think about anything that's bothering you, put them on the rat list. This, this is, this is the rat list. This is not the rat. And this is welcome. <laughs> so it is officially the end of June. 
So yes. that means all the kids are out of school. So rat list, high school kids going to the gym during the day. <laughs> they go in packs of five. One kid exercises. The rest watch. And they take up all the space. And none of them are in there to hit any goals. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's the worst. All right. Uh, I'll go with my rat list today. Uh, I'm going to, once again, rat list my dogs. They are a constant feature on the rat list. I am on the phone doing a call today. And I hear some talking outside my window. And my dog perks her head up on my bed. And she's ready to bark. And I, I have to point at her. I'm like, if you bark while I'm in the middle of this phone call right now. And she, she lets out a little one. And I shut her down quickly. But rat list my dog for just being the most irritable thing on the planet. And like, like I was so worried that I was like recording it and that there was going to, I avoided a complete disaster, but it was very frustrating. So if you're getting the feel a little bit, Keith, if you have any rat lists, please. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did. Oh, he's Sam, ready. Uh, man, go, I'm Keith. with you. Yeah. You, yo, just keep this thing going. You guys go get a sandwich, come back. Keep going. Hour. I'll still be here because I'm a grumpy old man is basically what it comes down to. Love it. It's, but I'm with Sam on the kids being out of school. Now I have a 13 year old. I love having her home. It's fun and all that stuff. But like these kids, they're just everywhere. Like at all, like, like we live in a pretty highly populated area near a bunch of middle schools and high schools. And they're just, they're literally everywhere. Maybe it's related, but what I'm going to put on there though, my real one is our Dunkin' Donuts that is near the house, which I like survive off of at yep. this time of year. Cause I'm working, I'm working the Jack hours. I'm getting like two, three hours of sleep <laughs> at night. So I need, need that coffee coming in. Yep. It sucks all of a sudden. It, they're always out of stuff, and it's like, and it's the weirdest stuff. You pull up. I literally pull up the other day. I want a large iced coffee, you know, cream, sugar, and, uh, you know, throw some French vanilla in there. Pull around. Oh, hey, we don't have any ice today. You don't have ice. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, and what they did was they poured it all, like, a hot coffee in the plastic cup with no ice. So now that cup's like warping and melting. So I got it home. I poured it into a mug and got ice into it and I was fine. But it's like, you know, I, I didn't know how to provide my own ice at Dunkin' Donuts anymore. <laughs> Always out of something. And it's the weirdest stuff. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So so I'll throw them on the list. And it pains me. It pains me as a true, you know, kid who grew up just south of Boston and lived, you know, a long time in the city itself and, you know, lived off of Dunkin' Donuts for years. It just kills me that this is, you know, where we're at with the one that right down the road from my house. <laughs> Amazing. That's amazing. I I'm glad you embraced the rat list. This is this is a daily uh, po every podcast. We I mean, last rat list was 20 minutes. So we were really mad last Perfect. episode. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, we can get you out of here now. We really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I always mess it up. Would you mind telling people where to find you? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Keith Smith NBA. Everything I write about is is there. All of our shows. You can find Trevor and Lane and I on NBA for an office show if you like front office topics, salary cap, signings, rosters, all that stuff. We break it all down uh, on a near daily basis. We will be daily here uh, through the first waves of free agency, minus maybe the 6th of July, because we'll both be uh, en route and traveling to Las Vegas for Summer League. Um, so that, that may be a day off uh, for us, or we may uh, regroup much later uh, in the evening as, as we get settled into our various uh, our accommodations out there in Las Vegas. Uh, and then you can find all my written work on Spot Track 
track uh, now everything about uh, the NBA, and we'll have a ton of stuff going up. I've got three off-season previews to finish with three days to do it, so they will get done <laughs> uh, here before three days, and then coming Friday, uh, probably Friday morning at some point, um, we will have after all the option decisions are decided upon and all that, uh, we will have our top 50 free agent rankings available and ready to go uh, for the start of free agency at 6 p.m. on Friday. Wow. Amazing. Thank you very much, Keith, uh, for yes. joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you again to Keith for joining us on the show today to yes. talk a little CBA, a little Celtics free agency, a little rat list. Rat list with Keith was fire. That was phenomenal. Keith, very <laughs> excited for the rat list. I'm glad. Shame on Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Keith. Dunkin' Donuts by Keith. Shame on you. Rat I'm list. sure they wronged him. I couldn't hear a lot of it. Wi-Fi bad. <laughs> Ratless, Ratless Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. All Wi-Fi. All around. All Wi-Fi. Yeah. All internet. Terrible. But thank you guys for tuning in. We've, I mean, I've said it every podcast. The support we've been receiving has been kind of nuts. Rules. You guys love these reaction yeah. videos. You we love hit the 600 podcast. subscribers today. Already at 622. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 623. We've oh, 623. Egg on my face. <laughs> so thank you guys very much. We greatly appreciate it. Keep subscribing. We love you all. We appreciate you. Uh, five stars on Apple and Spotify greatly helps us as well. Uh, and leave a comment. Comments are my favorite part of the whole thing. So I'll let Sam wrap us up. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you are on the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe just like 623 others. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you don't miss any of our daily uploads this summer. They're coming at you at 5 a.m. We've done a great job this week. Probably going to keep it Celtics related as we head to the summer league. Get you familiar with those guys. I think that's our plan going forward. Those videos have done well. Um, on top of that, you can follow us on the streaming services. Like Jack said, five stars. Nice words. Social media. At How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can find all of our latest stuff there. If we stream, it will go to Facebook, I believe, Friday, 6 p.m. live stream. Going to go about an hour for the beginning of free agency. Yes, sir. Be on the lookout. (laughs) Definitely, definitely don't want to miss that. It's a fun time. We'll be fine. A lot of of times when we do the streams for big, like, transaction events that aren't the draft, they kind of rule. Sam didn't love the draft. (laughs) Draft sucked. Draft terrible. Good viewership, though. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people watch us just sit here. Hey, we'll take it. This is a terrible cool. stream. Free some guys probably talking. will be a little bit different. We'll take your questions mm-hmm. in the chat. Much shorter, which would be concise. Yeah. Yes. I think we should put something at the beginning of the show for this, too. Uh, sure, yeah, we can splice uh, we, it. We can do a quick record. <clears throat> yeah, we can splice it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Make sure you follow Jack on social media at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us, Bob. Check, Jacko, come on.